What's up, folks? These episodes this week are a little bit longer than they have been up until now, but I hope you're getting some additional value from them. This is episode 13 of the Speed Mentor podcast with yours, truly Gavin Wall, bashing out the secret sauce from the centre of the universe right here in beautiful Belfast. Today, I want to tell you a story about mentorship, about trust, about business, about partnerships, and ultimately about success. As you know, I've mentored hundreds of people over the years um, here in Belfast and beyond. Now, one particular one that stands out to me is a guy called James McGee, who contacted me away back in 2017. Now, the story of James is very informative about, about how to have success and how to lead your life. And that's why I think it's worth telling. Now, James has given me um, authority to tell this story. And some of it's already out there in social media land in any event. Now, at the time, I was only doing pro bono mentoring back in 2017, and I was doing that for multiple other entrepreneurs who reached out to me largely through um, the input that I had put out on LinkedIn, and it connected with me through LinkedIn. James actually had been a mentor, or a mentee, with another mentor before me, and he actually had a very negative experience, uh, despite spending considerable sums on that mentorship, um, which in the end uh, was... Nothing much more in his mind anyway than probably an online course um, which was giving them very little value. Anyway, he was from North Belfast and I love helping people from North Belfast. As you all know, the hashtag, hashtag back in North Belfast is a thing that I have bashed for a long time now. So we sat down one day in a booth at Yogi Berry, that's at the search saloon in North Belfast that I used to own, and we got talking. James brought a business plan with him, which I read. Now, I asked James about his goals and his ambitions in life, and it was pretty clear to me that his business plan didn't match the ambitions he had for his life. The goals he told me about just didn't match the business plan, and they were actually heading in a different direction. We chatted for about an hour, at which stage I'd heard enough. He ripped up his business plan, looked him dead in the eye, and said to him, tell me now that you won't waste the next five years of your life on this business plan. James was a little shocked. I explained in great detail why I believed this to be the case, what I believed were the holes in his business plan, and why I believed they were incongruent with what he wanted to achieve in life. Part of the problem which I often see, and this is going to sound a bit tough given that I talk about giving back so much, but when potential entrepreneurs from North Belfast and other areas that have suffered deprivation are coming up, their instinctive desire is to give back right from the off to build a business that from its inception is almost entirely a social enterprise. Now, that's a very laudable aim, but it's so difficult to get a business cash flow positive and to make a business profitable that I often have to say, look, you need to get, take care of the business side of things, which is a big enough challenge in itself. And to get the, ta- the funds in the business before you can start giving back significantly from a position of strength. Now, after shredding that business plan, I talked with James about the areas of his life that I felt needed some uh, attention, where there were areas of personal development that he could do uh, through mindset, motivation and massive action. I also had a personal development book with me that day, uh, which I gave to him. 
And uh, I said he should invest some time in himself. And ultimately, uh, what makes a difference between one person and the next? As Jim Rohn, um, the, the famous thought leader, would say, income seldom exceeds personal development. So I said he needed to double down on the personal development if he wanted to reach the great goals that he had in life. Now, James McGee, with a tear in his eye, asked me, if I don't do the North Belfast barbering franchise that I'm going to do, what will I do? He was like a bird with a with a broken wing. That's not easy, giving tough medicine to someone who's in a position like that. I'd, I'd hazard, I may have been the only person in the country who would have done that to him at that particular time. And I tell you what, if you haven't run multiple businesses, if you haven't had to give the tough medicine to multiple employees, if you haven't had the business relationships, if you haven't had the business partners, if you haven't had the success, if you haven't had the failure, if you haven't inspired others to greatness, if you don't have massive empathy with others, you just can't do this stuff. What actually happens is somebody turns up with something and you say, oh yeah, you should maybe tweak this, you should maybe tweak that. You don't go and challenge it to its core to make sure it's the right thing for them to do. Now I asked James how much time he had and he said he'd plenty of time on his hands. I suggested then that he look at two areas that were ripe for opportunity, and that was technology or green energy stroke energy efficiency. And I said there would be an explosion in those two areas in the coming years and that the rising tide would carry all boats. And I said he should get on board with one of those if he had time to invest in them. That was that. Um, a slightly crestfallen James headed off into the evening with a broken heart, a ripped up business plan, a new book, the seed of an idea, and the offer of further pro bono help if he needed it. I didn't hear from James again for another nine months. And to be honest, I'd probably forgotten about him a little, but I knew that there was a, a, an open invitation if he ever needed me again. I, I thought he maybe went back to doing some of his old jobs, etc. that he'd done in the past. But out of the blue, he surfaced like a whale with an open blowhole and sent me a little inquisitive message asking me if I could meet again nine months later. Destination Yogi Berry, booth one again, back to the same seat I always sit in. I'm a little bit superstitious. I always sat in the same place in Yogi Berry, which I also called the Innovation Factory when I was looking after other entrepreneurs. And lo and behold, James produced another business plan. I thought to myself, oh shit, I hope that wing has healed back stronger than it was the last time because this could be painful again. But my worries were misplaced. It wasn't a bowed sparrow that walked in this time, but a fucking great big bald eagle. He was an apex predator, and I wondered fleetingly if I was his prey. James confidently sat down. He talked more like a leader. He was different. Another business plan was produced. This time, it was in technology. It was actually for a virtual reality gaming centre, VR, for you and me. I liked it. I told him that. We chatted. I told him I thought that this matched the ambitions that he had told me about nine months earlier. But I wasn't sure if his numbers were quite, were quite right. Then we spent the next couple of hours talking. I asked him if I could bring the business plan to my accountant, Rory Murray, who, who sits on my internal board in, in our business. James was happy with the response and I brought it to Rory, who spotted a couple of issues and tidied up the business plan a little bit. Now, James and I met again about a week later. And I said, look, to be honest with you, it's not ready to take to a bank yet. As an experienced entrepreneur, I said I would draft it differently and use different language. I asked James would he mind if I redrafted it for him. And at that stage, I would introduce him to a couple of my banks 
um, which if I did the introduction, I thought he stood a fighting chance with a rewritten business plan of getting some backing. James was happy with that. I was happy to be helping an ambitious entrepreneur from North Belfast. This was part of my giving back. We met again each time James was growing and growing. He was delighted with the rewritten business plan. So I put a few calls into the banks and wished him good luck. I expected my involvement to end at that point. I thought he'd maybe send me a wee invite to the opening night of his VR uh, virtual reality gaming centre. But the next week, James contacted and asked to meet me again. We met and this time he led the conversation. That great big fucking bald eagle, golden eagle. He was leading the way now. Something that was unthinkable when we met a year before. James said he had three proposals, one of which would be the outcome of this meeting. I was actually quite shocked by all of this, if I'm, if I'm honest. Um, firstly, first potential outcome, he said he would be paying me handsomely for my time, which had probably been about 20 hours work by that stage and then a bit, bit from my accountant. That was the first offer. The second offer was he would be giving me a profit share in perpetuity from the business with no risk to me. That was intriguing. That was a nice offer. Thirdly, and this was the one he said he preferred, I would become his business partner, but he would be in charge of the operations and my time would be advisory and like a mentor or like a chairman of the business. Now, I refused all of these, albeit that they were intriguing and very generous. And I said, I'd done all of this pro bono. I didn't want anything. I said, a footnote in his book, if he ever made it, would be enough thanks for me uh, and seeing a North Belfast native having success was definitely enough repayment. I didn't need anything. I didn't want anything. The message ended, but James warned me uh, he wasn't going to give up and that one of those three options would be happening whether I liked it or not. Over the next six weeks, he kept wearing me down. I'd had a mixed bag of joint ventures, JVs over the years. One very good one, which was hugely successful for me, but one hugely disastrous one. And I had decided never to have another one again. I was happy enough on my own. But I started saying to myself, this guy came to me. I ripped up his business plan, gave him a personal development book, pointed him in a direction. What would have happened with the vast majority of people after that first meeting? They would have left with their arms crossed. They would have cursed me. Um, but he didn't. He went away, he improved himself, he educated himself, came back one, nine months later, a bit like the length of time it takes to give birth to something, which is effectively what did happen, and he gave birth to a new business plan. Talk about fortitude, resilience, growth mindset, a desire to learn. If you ever built a business partner uh, like, a, like Dr. Frankenstein did with his monster, those are the sort of at attributes you'd build into the monster or the business partner. Then I worried, was there any conflict between me being his mentor and him asking me to be a business partner? But ultimately, if I didn't partner with James, what I realised was I'd never do a joint venture again because James ticked every single possible box that I could have asked for. And so it is. In a few weeks' time, folks, on the 12th of April uh, this year, we will open Belfast's first ever virtual reality gaming centre called VR City X. Now that's down in City Side there, and uh, just the old York Gate in old money for anybody who's wondering. With hindsight, I know what James did. He devoured Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, this is a Bible 
for personal development. If you know the book, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you don't know the book, get out there right away. Click on the Amazon or your local bookstore and get it bought. In this book, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill tells a story of a man called Edwin C. Barnes who made up his mind that he was going to go into work or go into business uh, with Thomas Edison, the greatest inventor of all time, whether Thomas Edison liked it or not. Thomas Edison didn't know um, Edwin C. Barnes from the man next door. He'd never met him. Despite having no money and no relationship with Edison, Barnes hopped a freight train and managed to get an audience with the famous inventor. Napoleon Hill, in his book, uh, recounts the first meeting. Edison said, He stood there before me, looking like an ordinary tramp, but there was something in the expression of his face which conveyed the impression that he was determined to get what he had come after. I had learned from years of experience with men that when a man really desires a thing so deeply that he is willing to stick his entire future on a single turn of the wheel in order to get it, he is sure to win. Now, Barnes had no money to begin with. He had little ed- education. He had no influence. He had, but he did have some amazing traits. He had initiative, faith and a will to win. With, the, with these intangible forces, he made himself a number one man and the greatest inventor who ever lived. The number one man with the greatest inventor who ever lived. Now, it should be noted that it took Barnes five years of non-stop effort, hustle and tenacity to get his chance to finally work alongside Edison. So, James McGee had made up his mind that he wanted to be in business with me, the speed mentor. And James's story and that of Barnes are very, very similar. Obviously, I'm no Thomas Edison. Well, not yet anyway. But the principle remains intact. And the principle is exactly the same for all of you out there. My advice, read Think and Grow Rich and start applying the key principles. There's opportunity everywhere if you just open your eyes and you're determined to get it. By the way, this isn't an invitation for a whole lot of new business partners. But it's evidence that if you dig deep and come up with a plan, never give up putting the plan together, then attract others to your plan, you can achieve absolutely everything. Now that's it for me in episode 12, episode 13. Get in touch and let me know if you've ever started off a business relationship from an unexpected origin. I'd love a subscription and a review if you've enjoyed the episode. Interestingly, James McGee will be attending the Speed Mentor Retreat on the 18th and 19th of May at the Le Mans Hotel as a special guest where he'll be doing a breakout session about his journey with me. The event is restricted to only 12 people and with several several places sold already. So hit me up if you're interested and let's get booked for a weekend deep dive with the Speed Mentor. But for now, thanks for taking the time to talk to the wall. I'm a man on a mission.